May we pray. In the words of Barbara Brown Taylor, Come, Holy Ghost, our souls inspire. Enlighten us with your celestial fire. For if you are not with us, then nothing else matters. And if you are with us, then nothing else matters. Be with St. James this evening, Lord, we plead and we pray. Amen. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? And how many seas must a white dove sail before she sleeps in the sand? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. Yes, the answer is blowing in the wind. It makes so much sense when Bob Dylan says it. Right? With that folksy charm. But when our beloved Jesus tries out his own wind metaphor with his ghettos of Galilee charm, it's less clear. In the third chapter of John's Gospel, we find Nicodemus that Patrick lifted up so well for us. A Jewish rabbi and Pharisee, a ruler of the Jews, he comes to Jesus under the cover of darkness to ask him about the things of God. Can you picture it? A man who has spent his entire adult life dedicated to the holy scriptures of his day, who was a religious teacher and official, and yet wakes up one day and feels that there is something vital about this faith thing that he doesn't understand. So he seeks out the one who seems to have more of it figured out. And tonight, friends, we get to be a fly on that wall. Tonight, we get to eavesdrop on this tete-a-tete between two rabbis. There was a Pharisee named Nicodemus, a leader of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you're a teacher who has come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with that person. And Jesus answered him, Verily, truly, I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God without being born from above. Nicodemus said to him, 
Well, how can anyone be born after having grown old? Can one enter a second time into the mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, very truly, I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Nicodemus still doesn't quite get it. So Jesus uses the most remarkable metaphor. He distills the entire theological treatise down to one example, the wind. He says the wind blows where it chooses and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Well, there it is, friends. How does Jesus encapsulate this whole loving God and loving neighbor enterprise? The wind. Was Bob Dylan right? The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind? Let's briefly contemplate this wind business for a moment. An invisible, powerful force making real, visible impact in the world. We cannot see the wind, only its effects on other things. We cannot contain the wind, but we can harness its power to make things move. Oh my goodness. Bob Dylan might be a prophet. Some of you already thought that. How wind-like is your faith, friend? Would others say you have this invisible force making real, visible, positive impact on the world around you? Can the world see the effects of your faith on the brokenness all around you? Are you harnessing your faith as a power source for good that can be seen? How wind-like is your faith? Notice Jesus didn't say it's like air. What's the difference between air and, and wind? Wind can only be wind if it's moving. 
Whether you need to be a hurricane to display systems of oppression, or whether you need to be a tornado to take the roof off of racism, misogyny, homophobia, transphobia, whether you need to be a crisp, refreshing breeze for the weary migrant looking for safe community, whether you need to be a deep breath for the young activist who dares to utter Black Lives Matter. How wind-like is our faith? Like the wind, others may not know where it came from, and they may not know where it's going, but if your faith is wind-like, they'll know two things for sure. Things are not like they were before you swept over. And things will never be the same. The answer, my friends, is blowing in the wind. Glory be to God. Amen. Thank you.